Welcome to the Functional Nutrition Podcast. I'm your host, Erin Holt, and I'm a board-certified integrative and functional nutritionist. I live on the seacoast of New Hampshire and work with clients in my virtual practice all over the world through private consultations and online nutrition and functional medicine programs. Functional medicine nutrition is all about diving deep with people to get to the root cause of their health issues. And that's exactly what I tackle in this podcast. All things health, food, and nutrition. Unpacking current research and almost a decade of clinical experience. I love to bring experts and thought leaders to the table so we can all learn together. Please keep in mind this podcast is created for educational purposes only and should never be used as a replacement for medical diagnosis or treatment. Thanks for joining me. Now let's dive in. All right, guys, we're back today. I have something a little bit different on the show, which I'm really excited about. You all know that I'm a big fan of breathing. As a former yoga teacher, I did a lot of pranayama breath work. Um, I've had Erin Telford on the show. I've worked with her for a couple of years. She teaches and practices David, uh, David Elliott style of breath work. And then last week, I told you guys I tried something totally different, uh, brand new to me. Um, I breathed with Robert Vander Hayden. Am I saying your name right? Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. And um, I loved it so much that I wanted to uh, bring him onto the show. So we contacted each other via Instagram, and now here he is. So really brief background on Robert. He's a resilience coach and he helps people create more energy, better habits and become resilient through movement, through recovery training, and also through this breathwork. And I would say primarily through this breathwork. So I'm going to turn it over to him so he can give you a little bit of uh, background information. But really the big thing that I want to talk about, I want to hear more of how you got into breathwork why you did, but this resiliency piece, what the heck is a resiliency coach? What does it mean? Why is resiliency so important, particularly right now in this moment in time? Okay, great. Um, well, first a little bit about my background. Um, I'm a serial entrepreneur and during one of my business ownership days at the highest of the highs, I was also the lowest of the lows, uh, personal relationship was strained. Um, I wasn't sleeping. I had insomnia for about a year and a half, uh, which means I had to supplement in order to go to bed. Um, and it wasn't good quality sleep either. So at that highest of the high, I know I noticed something needed to change or my ship was going down quickly. And so no matter exercising eight days a week or eating super clean, nothing was fixing it until I stumbled across breath work. And so about five years ago, I did a deep dive into breath work. As for selfish reasons, I needed to fix something in myself that was not balanced. I noticed that I could handle a lot of plates spinning in the air, but I was dropping the ones that were the most important to me, which was my family and the relationships I had. So through breath work, I regained all those relationships back. I'm happier. I'm healthier working out less than I've ever done before. I'm not sleeping with any supplements anymore. And I noticed that I was not the only one suffering from those symptoms, right, of a lifestyle change. So to transition into resiliency, I noticed that a lot of the people I worked with, clients that I worked with in the past could handle a lot until they broke, right, until we catch the flu or until we got sick. So resiliency for me and for a lot of the people I help is how do I deal with my day-to-day -day stressors and still be producing what I want to produce, still be in 
the best relationships that I can have. So it's a lifestyle shift of instead of more is better, what are the both sides, the yin and the yang that I need to work with, right? A lot of people uh, do breath work or practice cold exposure or exercise as a form of stress, right? And stress is good. Don't get me wrong. It's the lack of managing stress that is the issue. And so what I try to portray, what I try to coach people on is that stress is a good thing as long as you have the protocols and the tools to manage it. So that's why I became a breathwork teacher. And I've been teaching for the last three years, I'm a certified Wim Hof uh, instructor. And that was the class that I host free online that Aaron took. Um, also XPT and Oxygen Advantage. All those are just terminologies for, I always tell people different vegetables, but they're all vegetables. So they're different breathwork practices for different reasons. Cool. I'm a big fan of variety. I'm always trying to get across the variety piece. Our microbiomes thrive on variety in food. So this is just kind of like variety mm -hmm. with breath work, variety exactly. with breathing. Um, I have a, a question about the Wim Hof. Have you noticed an uptick in curiosity since uh, Goop did a feature on them in Netflix? Yes. Funny enough is uh, before the current season, of which we're all working through, I, I would teach monthly workshops. And for some reason, right after the Goop <laughs> came out, my workshop attendance probably doubled than the usual. We actually had to have a wait list because of it. Um, but not only that, it brought a lot of people into the space of breathwork. I think a lot of people might have thought or correlated breathwork to meditation. And there is a relationship there. But I find for me personally, it's a little bit different. I find that after breathwork, I have a deeper meditative practice than if I just try to focus my mind with a guided kind of meditation. So yes, the Goop, <laughs> the Goop uh, TV show w was a big hit for all breathwork practitioners. I, I don't think just the Wim Hof. And oh my God, 100% what you just said. It's I think a lot of people have this perception that breath work is very calming and relaxing and certainly mm -hmm. some some different practices are, but this style, it's, I would say it's more invigorating. It's more, um, yes. I don't like activating. And then after you get, it's like almost the calm after the storm, right? And you can yes. go really deep afterward. Yes. And I think that's what leads to a great meditation practice. I mean, for one of the things that I teach is I think in today's world specifically, if we're trying to do something that quiets the mind or we're trying to find space for ourselves to breathe, what happens is after our practice, we're too quick to get back into our daily checklist, right? So we don't protect that space of that parasympathetic kind of downregulation state, right? And so one of the things that I really push people to do is use breath work as a doorway into relaxation. Um, and to kind of talk about what you said about resiliency, I think a lot of people are, are practicing breath work now because they're anxious, which is great, but it's the daily practice that actually creates resiliency, right? It's the daily uh, kind of hormetic response of me pushing my abilities to the limits and then pulling back and letting my body kind of come back to homeostasis. And the more I do that, the more I practice that stress and coming back to my normal, the better I'll be able to handle stress. So yes, right now, I think everyone should be doing breathwork daily. It doesn't need to be one type or the other. It just needs to be a breathwork pattern that you feel comfortable doing. So that when anxiety starts to build, so that when stress happens, you're better prepared to deal with it. Right, because I mean, it's 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 futile to uh, to to 
attempt a stress-free life. It's not going to happen. As humans, no. we have stress, and we need stress. We, like you were saying, like some stress is good stress, but it's, it's this. I, I always, before I work with clients, have them fill out a pretty extensive health history, and one of the questions I ask is like, rate your your stress like low, medium, high, and almost everybody says high. And then the follow-up question is, what are stress um, management tools or mindfulness tools that you have in place to do to deal with that? And almost inevitably, people say nothing, right? So mm-hmm. it's like, we know we have this really high stress. We're not really sure how to deal with it. Um, and I think a lot of us think we have to just completely eradicate stress from our life, and it becomes another stressor, like this to-do list, like, well... You know, it's really about like, how do we, how do we get our body to a place where it can withstand the stressors? And when I did that session with you and just a heads up, you guys, we are going to do a mini breath work session at the end of this. So be sure to listen all the way to the end. Um, One thing that I noticed is that you were kind of coaching us through those freak out moments. So we would do periods of breath retention and I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to die. (laughs) And right at that moment, you'd be like, you're safe. You have enough oxygen in your system, you're safe. And so I was like, oh, okay, well then I can keep holding my breath. You know what I mean? So it's like, you coach us through that resiliency piece, like almost expanding our capacity to withstand more. Yes, I think with any new practice, any new skill set, having a coach can shorten the time that you can perform whatever you're looking for with efficiency and effectiveness. So I remember when I first it was introduced to Wim, or when anybody is usually, well, nowadays, introduced to any type of breath work, either through a YouTube video or a blog post or an audio file, and you try it on your own, you're unsure if the symptoms you're feeling are normal. And so what it does is it actually pulls you away or pulls you back from the response that you're yearning for, which is that relaxed state. So having a practitioner or a guide kind of guide you through these breath sessions will not only teach you what is safe and what's not safe, but show you what you can really attain through breath work. And the funny thing that you noticed is a lot of people are feel fearful of the apnea holds, right? The holding of the breath. But in truth, you know, when you hold your breath, there's a lot of things that happen that are beneficial. First off, it is vasodilation, right? So it will increase the amount of transport of oxygen to the brain specifically. So apnea holds when you're feeling foggy or lack of focus is actually a good thing. Whereas for a lot of people, they associate that to like deep diving or free diving. But um, there's a purpose for all different types of breathing patterns. And apnea holds is just one of them. Okay. Well, with that said, can you get into a few more of um, the different practices that you do with breath work or the different, um, I don't know, like if I was talking about yoga, I'd call them postures, the yeah. different the different things um, and what the yeah, benefits might sure. be. <clears throat> Yeah, sure. For sure. The one of the the big questions I get is when and what. Like, what are the breathing patterns that I do, and when should I do them? <clears throat> Excuse me. Well, first off, I think everyone should have a daily breathing pattern, a morning routine or an afternoon and evening routine that you do as a daily practice of resiliency, of a daily practice of finding your center, spending some time in rest and recovery versus the go 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 or anxious. Um, day-to-day life that we're living now being kind of homebound and then secondly there are breathing patterns you can do when you feel anxiety start to build up stress start to build up or vice versa a lot of people associate breath work to just relaxing but like you mentioned before breath work could be an uptick it could be something that releases adrenaline that gets you ready to go yet focused so 
as far as my daily routine, personally, I do the Wim Hof method daily. It's part of my morning routine. It's a great way to set my tone, not only with my vagal tone, but the tone for the day. I notice that my relationships are much more deeper. And the biggest thing for me too is my kids say that I'm more present, right? So I'm not already thinking four steps ahead. I'm actually engaged in the moment that I'm in with my kids. So that's why I practice a daily Wim Hof method. Now, beyond that, there are breathing patterns that I pick for instance, working out in my garage, not the most motivating, but I can do a breath work pattern while I'm warming up that would give me that adrenaline release just like if I took a pre-workout or a cup of coffee. So depending on what you need and when you need it, there's definitely breathing patterns for that. So if you think about um, the simplicity of breathing patterns, and this is what I kind of teach um on my Instagram and on the social because it's really easy to understand is this. If you're looking to relax during the day, during a moment before bed, what you want to focus on is any type of body mechanics or breathing patterns that elicit a parasympathetic state. All that means is we are rest, we are relaxed, our body is shifting from focusing on hunting and protecting ourselves and loved ones to digestion, to really focus on breathing and getting you ready for sleep. So that being said, you need to focus on long exhales. Right? So the longer your exhale, if you do two to one as far as the inhale, that'll be enough. But a long exhale is very parasympathetic. Uh, you can correlate that to uh, pursing your lips, pressing your lips, and, and breathing slowly through them on the exhale. Even oming will, will be a parasympathetic, but it also upticks your nitric oxide uh, that you create through your nasal passages as well. So think long exhales. If you're ever stressed out, think long exhales. Now the reverse of that, if we're looking to wake up the body, we do want to increase our cycle time. All that means is how many breaths per minute can I take? Uh, you can use the terminology uh, uh, hyperventilation, right? There's superventilation, fire breathing, all different terminology for the same type of stimulus on the body, which is I'm increasing the amount of oxygen that I am have the potential to absorb per minute, which then will translate into a food source for mitochondria, which creates energy, right? So if uh, I tell all my sports fans, if you wonder what they give uh, football and soccer players on the sideline where they're tired, it's oxygen. But you have the capability of creating the same stimulus without that tank. Awesome. Question for you. Would one of the more stimulating breaths, so, so many people are experiencing anxiety right now, would one of the mm -hmm. more stimulating breaths be still be appropriate or would you want to stay away from that during times of acute anxiety? So you definitely want to stay away from acute anxiety, but there, um, there are people in as far as the spectrum of vagal tone that are a little bit more depressed, right? A little bit more relaxed, almost too relaxed. So even in this, a highly state of anxiety, if we are, let's say for instance, if I'm out of a negative 10, positive 10, I'm at zero during an anxiety or stressed out situation, I might go up to a seven or an eight. Whereas someone who's a negative 10, that might just bring them to zero, but they need to be a little bit more alert, right? Especially if they're outdoors or for their work. So I think for those specific people, an, an uptick or an energizing breath can help. Uh, that being said, I think the majority of us now need more of a parasympathetic, more of a relaxed state. Whereas if you look at pranayama and even the Wim Hof method, the great thing about these practices is it's both, right? They both have patterns that are both sympathetic and parasympathetic. So once again, talking about resiliency is how far can I stretch so that I can stretch back? 
and I'm looking to adapt that stretch bigger and bigger with time, right? So to kind of bring that back, yes, relaxation breaths important, but it really depends on your vagal tone or where you're at. All right. So you've said vagal tone three times. So we have to do, mm-hmm. we, we have to go okay, there sorry. a little bit. No, yeah. no, no. It, don't yeah. apologize. So, um, all, my listeners have a, mm-hmm. tend to have a lot of chronic GI digestive recurring mm-hmm. gut infections. Now, mm-hmm. one thing, uh, as a, as a clinician that I will see is that we can treat these gut infections. If they keep coming back, usually there's something bigger going on and it's usually stemming from the nervous system and, and the interplay between the, the brain's mm-hmm. nervous system and the enteric nervous system in the gut. And we have this, this highway, right? This, this vagus nerve, which is essentially the highway between the two breathing mm-hmm. and breath work can be a, an amazing way to enhance that vagal tone. But can you tell us what that actually means? Okay, so the way that I kind of explain it to participants, especially if they are dealing with uh, gut irritation, and like you mentioned, it's usually a sign or symptom of something bigger, and it's usually um, something to do with their nervous system. So what breath work does and how you breathe and the patterns that you breathe can influence your vagal tone, which can influence your ability to get into a parasympathetic state faster and for longer. And what happens is if we can get into a relaxed state, then we don't have this uptick of adrenaline or, um, basically we're not in a constant fight or flight, right? And so if we're in in this constant fight or flight, we bring that home, we don't sleep well, our digestion goes down. So it's, it's finding that the ability to stimulate the vagal tone. So longer exhales, oming, even closed posture position. So a fetal position, for instance, if you're sleeping, that also promotes a parasympathetic state and stimulates the vagal, uh, vagus nerve. But like you mentioned, um, it's, it's one thing that you can do breath work that can help, uh, those that are dealing with some, uh, gut irritation, um, is to use breath work to kind of transition uh, and control f- inflammation, really. Um, so what they have found, even with the Wim Hof method, is that specific type of breathing pattern has been shown to blunt inflammation, right? So inflammation is a good thing in our bodies, but when it gets out of hand, that's when we kind of suffer. Absolutely. That is uh, super cool. Um, and then one one last question for you. You mentioned nitric oxide and I mm-hmm. would can you tell us a little bit more about that for people who are unfamiliar and they're like what is he talking about and why is that important why is that a good thing sure um so a couple things that I've been recently telling people about as far as nitric oxide first of all it's naturally created in your nasal passageway and it's been shown to help combat viral bacteria that's in the air which is something that we're dealing with right now so I always tell people you should be breathing in and out through your nose all day not only does it keep you Uh, under control as far as anxiety and stress. It's also your body's natural filter system, but also helps dilate, inflate the lungs. It helps with that transfer of oxygen. So it's one of those things that your body's already naturally creating that a lot of people aren't using because they're mouth breathers or they're not inhaling through the nose, they're inhaling through the mouth. So we're missing out on an opportunity to kind of buff our immune system to filter out whatever we need to filter out in the air by breathing through our nose. So that's one of the benefits that nitric oxide has. Awesome. So we need to be doing more of this. So can we move into, and I'll let you cue it up. I'm going to, I'm going to mute myself over here because I'll follow along as well. But, um, should we do move into a, a a breath work session so people can can definitely do a breath work session for sure. 
Okay, awesome. So um, I'm just going to let you take over because you're the expert okay. here. Okay, guys. So first off, uh, we're going to go over some things to know, kind of parameters of practice. So what we're going to do today is we are going to do three rounds of the Wim Hof method. This is my go-to method. It's a great introduction for kind of longevity, mental health, physical health. And what we're going to do is this. We're going to take 30 to 40 breaths. We're going to hold our breath at the bottom of the breath, which I'll explain in a moment, for a set duration of time that I give you. And then we're going to inhale through the nose and we're going to rinse and repeat that for three rounds. Now, that being said, a couple things. This is not a practice that you do in traffic, operating heavy machinery, near water. This is a practice you do in your safe space, at home, uh, in your car when it's turned off. This is a practice that you use to kind of transition or set the tone for the day. Now, that being said, there's things that we need to watch out for. When practicing breath work, especially this type of breath work, there's going to be feelings that you may or may not have felt in, in the past. So one of those is a tingling or a numbness, or I call it a vibration. You'll feel it around your nasal passageway, uh, your cheeks, your chest, your extremities, and that is 100% normal, right? That's just the uptick in oxygen going around your circulatory system, so your peripherals you'll definitely feel. Now, if it gets too pronounced, as in you're not comfortable, at the end of the day, this is just breath work, so just breathe. You can breathe slower, you can go back to your normal breathing pattern until you feel comfortable, and then jump back into uh, the actual breathing session that we're doing. Now, secondly, breath work it is vasodilating for the brain, but for our skin, it's vasoconstricting. All that means is you might feel cold. So practicing with sweats or having a warm blanket nearby would be great. Now, the things we want to avoid is we don't want to feel lightheaded or an onset of a headache. If you start to feel that, it's usually two common reasons. One is we're breathing chest dominant, which correlates to kind of a sympathetic hyperventilation state. So we don't want to do that. We want to finish in the chest, but we want to be belly breathing. So if you imagine you had a belt on, you want to start from that belt line, inflate your belly, diaphragm, middle chest, upper chest, and exhale. So you're starting from the waist, inflating all the way up to the top of the chest, and then exhaling. So we do belly diaphragm breathing for this breath work. So usually if you're not diaphragm breathing, you're chest breathing. And that's why we're starting to feel lightheaded. So just check in with yourself during the breath session. If you start to feel lightheaded, go back to a belly breath. Now, the other reason is your cycle time may be too quick. All that means is how many breaths you're taking per minute. So if you start feeling lightheaded, just slow down. So the overall theme, not only with breath work, but what we're dealing with right now is to just slow down. Now, the last thing I want people to be aware of is what I call kind of T-Rex or claw hands. It's basically cramping of the extremities, mainly in your hands. We do see it sometime in the feet. And there's, uh, there's many reasons why this could be occurring. Some people say it's you know, trauma that's trying to get out. Other people's might correlate it to a mineral deficiency. All I can tell you is if it does happen, it is also normal. But if you do not like that feeling, it'd be just to slow your breath down. Okay, so those are kind of the key things. Now, the last two things that have little to do with the actual technique of the breath, but I want to make you aware of is if we are currently expecting 
right? Or if we're pregnant or we have a history of epilepsy, we do not want to be practicing this breathing pattern. So if you're listening right now and you want to join in, all I would ask you to do is focus on slowing your breath down. Inhale for a four count through your nose, exhale for a six count through your nose. That's also a very relaxing breath pattern that you can join in while we'll, while I'm teaching the actual Wim Hof method. Now, because this is a very impactful and powerful breathing pattern, I highly suggest you practice laying down. Now, if you're laying down, you want to keep a small pillow or no pillow at all underneath your head because we don't want to close off our, our airway for the breath. And secondly, we need to have a neutral pelvis or basically flat hips where you can feel your lower back on the ground. Now, the ways we do that is you can have a couple pillows underneath the crease or bend of your knee where you can set your feet up in a sit-up position and i would highly recommend having your toes against the wall because as we get deeper and deeper relaxed our limbs will start to relax more and i've seen plenty of people's legs kind of flop and bring them out of this deep meditative state so having your toes against the wall can help prop those knees up now if you are seated and if you have to practice seated make sure that you have a backrest i want you to sit into the backrest and make sure that you don't have anything nearby that if for some reason you end up passing out, and that shouldn't be the goal. But once again, if you're practicing on your own, this is the first time to be aware of the feelings that are not supposed to happen, but it may occur. We don't want to injure ourselves. That's why I always say practicing laying down. Now, go ahead and get in the position. If you want to put on some light music, you can. The whole goal of this, besides inoculating your immune system, right? Upticking the oxygen, helping you transition from a fight or flight state to a more relaxed state is you're creating space for yourself to breathe. And so we're going to focus on our breath. We're going to try to focus on nothing but the inhalation and exhalation of your breath. So go ahead and lay down. If you're seated, that's fine. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to kind of set you guys up head to toe so that we're mentally emotionally and physically ready to breathe. So right now, I want you to start breathing in through your nose and out through your mouth. And it should just be a nice, comfortable, cyclical breath or circle breath, which means there's no pausing at the top or bottom. So we inhale through the nose and then let it go. And then let it go. So as you're breathing in through your nose, and out through your mouth. And if you have congestion or a deviated septum or have trouble breathing through the nose, nasal breath can help you fix a lot of the situations, except for anything that's surgical. But if not, you can breathe through your mouth too. But just make sure that it is belly breathing, right? So we're breathing in through the nose and out through the mouth. Now, if you're unfamiliar with belly breathing, you can place one hand on your belly button. And when you inhale through the nose, I want you to try to lift that hand towards the ceiling or away from you. And as you exhale, feel that hand apply a little bit of pressure down into your belly. So focus on your belly. So inhaling through the nose, exhaling through the mouth. Everything's passive, nothing's forced. And on your next breath, I want you to imagine the top of your head, your hair starting to relax, each follicle. And then on the next exhale, the space between your eyes, 
your eyebrows, your jaw. Let that just relax. And then on your next exhale, let your shoulders relax or pull back towards the ground. And on the next breath, your hands and arms go heavy along with your hips. And if you're keeping your abdominals tucked or flexed, relax 100%. It's one of the common issues that we see with the ability to breathe deep, to expand that diaphragm, is that we have this sense of wanting to keep it, our abdominals or core clenched. Let that go. Big belly breaths. And on the next exhale, let your legs go heavy until finally you're, you're down to your toes. And all we're doing right now is breathing in through the nose and out through the mouth. And again, at any time, if you feel uncomfortable, you can open up your eyes, you can slow your breath down or go back to a normal breathing pattern. Here we go, fully in through the nose and let go. Deep belly breath in through the nose and let go. Fully in and out. Keep breathing, belly, diaphragm, chest, and then let go. Good. Fully in. And let go. As you breathe, imagine breathing 360 degrees into your torso. Can you breathe into the ground through your back? Can you breathe into your arms and armpit through your rib cage? Big breath in. And then let it all go. Fully in. And let go. Doesn't need to be fast. We're just looking for full breaths, increasing that exposure by 30% in the lungs to oxygen. Fully in. And let go. Last three breaths with me. Fully in. And let go. Two breaths in and let go. Last breath in. Let all the air go and hold. So I want you to be holding your breath at the bottom of your exhale. And just be still. Maybe a little bit of the tingling sensation around the nose and chest, and that's totally normal. And you are perfectly safe, whatever you're feeling. Try to relax. Because mental stress, like physical stress, uses energy. And we want to save our energy. And in three, two, one, big inhale through the nose. And I want you to hold the top for nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Let it all go through the mouth. 
and into round two, fully in. And let go. Big belly breath in. And let go. Keep breathing. And now that our rib cage, our lungs, our diaphragm, our intestines, our nose are all warmed up, try to take a deeper breath. Right? Imagine breathing into every nook and cranny, every cell in your body with the inhale. Fully in. And let it all go. Next breath, big inhale. And any tension or stress or anxiety that you're feeling, just let it go. Let it melt away. Let the air pull it out of you. Fully in and let go. And with every inhalation and exhalation, let it go. Anything on your mind, any tension you feel, be it lower back, shoulders, see it melt away with every exhale. Fully in. Let go. Three more with me. Fully in. Let it go. Two breaths in. Let it go. Last breath. Fully in. Let it all go. And hold. Once again, holding your breath after the exhale. One of the reasons we hold after the exhale is exhaling is parasympathetic. We're in a relaxed state. So we want to hold in a relaxed state versus holding in a fight or flight state, which would be holding the inhale. Now that vibration might be a little bit more pronounced. You're safe. Relax. Use it as a focal point. Or for some of us, use your heartbeat as a focal point. Notice it's starting to slow. And as a practice of resiliency, we hold our breath to rebuild our CO2 back to a normal level. And in three, two, one, fully inhale. Hold for nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Let it all go. Last round, fully in. And let it go. Notice your breaths are deeper now. Notice your body moving with your breath. Keep breathing. Fully in. Letting it all go. Finding that vibration, that tingling start to build. And just surrendering. Just going with it. Fully in. And let go. With this round, as you inhale, imagine a light 
penetrating your cells, your tissue with the inhale, filling you up with energy all the way up to the top of your head. And as you exhale, releasing it all through the mouth, fully in. Let it go. No pausing at the top or bottom. Just finding your rhythm. And breathe. Last three with me. Fully in. And let go. Two. In. Let go. Last breath. In. And out. And hold. Now this being our last round, I'll still hold us together in space. But if you practice on your own, you want to hold for as long as your body tells you you can. We've just increased the oxygen in our system, in our tissues, in our blood. So there's plenty of oxygen in your system. Relax. Breath work is also a practice of mind over body. You're in control. You can shift into a relaxed state through conscious breathing. And in a moment, after this last round, I want you to go to a nasal in, nasal out breathing pattern for 10 breaths. Three, two, one. Big inhale through the nose. And we're holding for nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Exhale through the mouth. And then go to that nasal in, nasal out breath. And just be still for 10 breaths. And at the end of 10 breaths, if you're laying down, and only when you're ready, you can roll to one side and come to a seated position, but stay seated for at least another 10 breaths. And if you're seated in a chair, you can open your eyes, but stay seated again for another 10 breaths. Breath work is a great tool for awareness, not only a tool to create resiliency and to shift from a state of anxiousness to relax, but as a way to check in with yourself. Notice how much slower your breathing is. Be aware of how much more under control your mind is. And as we take the last few breaths in and out through your nose, remember you can achieve this feeling at any time of the day just by using your breath. We just increase the oxygen into our system, 
released all the happy hormones in about 15 to 20 minutes because of the oxygen intake. You'll have an increase in focus and energy after reaching a state of relaxation. The best of both worlds. Okay, I'm going to jump in here, Robert. Thank you Perfect so much. Timing. That was incredible. <laughs> um, for everybody that wants to follow up with you, and I'm sure that's most people listening because that was super incredible, um, tell us where we can find you. And I know you have a challenge coming up. Um, so tell us yes. a little bit more about that. Awesome. Well, first off, thank you, Aaron, uh, for holding the space for me. Thank you for sharing what I'm very passionate about with uh, your listeners. But um, there's two main, I guess, social streams that I work on. Instagram, um, I teach on Instagram. I, I share breath practices and insights on stress management daily, live there, and I post about upcoming stuff. And then on Rob, robvdh.com, that's where you can find all the offerings. And I'm on Facebook as well, but my main reason on Facebook is, like you mentioned, these challenges. So there's three offerings starting April 1st that I'm I'm giving out to the community, and, and people can purchase kind of some of the higher, uh, more one-on-one -on -one type services. But there's going to be a, a ebook that I just finished writing uh, called Breathwork 101, and it basically takes all of my experience and all the different breathing patterns I've learned. And kind of condenses them into a fast action um, education on breathwork. And then there's three audio files that, just like what we did today, are led, but at different time durations 10 minutes, 20 minutes, and even a 40 minute breath session. So, depending on your availability, you can dive a little bit deeper in your practice with me guiding you. So, that's the first one. The second one is I'm actually doing a two week breathwork challenge. And the reason why I call it a breathwork or resiliency life challenge is we're going to go through exposure training, both hot and cold, because that does have kind of uh, a hormesis effect as far as stress and, and buffering your, your resiliency. Uh, we're going to go over breath patterns. I actually teach 12 different breathing patterns during the 14 days so that you can find the best tools that work best for you. But I also go over how do we create or how do we combat an environment of stress, be it home, work, uh, or even in our current state uh, of the world? How do we do that? So it's 14 days of accountability. I'll be in that Facebook uh, group, streaming live every day, answering questions, and holding you accountable to do your breath practice and creating that community aspect. And then the last thing I'm offering as well in April is because I'm a Wim Hof instructor, a lot of my workshops are done in person, but I'm going to host my first virtual workshop where we actually do a three-hour Zoom call where I actually dive more into the physiology of breath. And the biggest thing for me is I actually coach you through the mechanics of breathing. Learning proper mechanics has been huge for a lot of the people who are new to breathing because instead of getting 50% of the responses or the stimulus you're looking for, you're getting closer to 80 to 90% with practice. So during the workshop and even during the 14-day uh, challenge, I teach mechanics as well. So those are the three things that are coming out. That's the way you can find me. Uh, like many of us finding this transition online, um, I'm also going to be on YouTube for uh, guided breath sessions, but that's uh, down the way. All right. Awesome. I will make sure that we link up to all of those things in the show notes yes. so you guys can click on through and check out Robert's work because it's pretty powerful. So thank you so much for being on the show and for um, offering us that mini breathwork session. I know that even in just those 
you know, that short amount of time, I feel wildly different, which is awesome. <laughs> so I appreciate it. Thank you, Aaron. Feeling is believing. Agreed. All right. Thanks. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Functional Nutrition Podcast. If you'd like to submit a question to the show, fill out the contact form at erinholthealth.com. If you like what you hear, don't forget to subscribe and leave a review in iTunes. Take care of you. 